the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. All right. Okay. Are we good? Because I got no uh, feedback from L.A. when to go on. Are we good? Thank you. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here in Florida, free state of Florida. Every time I come to Florida, uh, people ask me, uh, uh, how does it feel to live in California? It's like when people ask me uh, in, uh, in Western Europe when I would go through Eastern Europe, which I did regularly because I studied communist countries, <laughs> they would say, what, what is it like in East Germany? What is it like in Poland, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, Hungary? What is it like? And so I get questions here in Florida. What is it like in California? They're honest questions. They're just as they were honest questions when I went to Western Europe and, and they found out that I just come from Eastern Europe. I'm smiling and laughing. It's a bitter laugh, obviously. Any, any state run by Democrats is less free than any state run by Republicans. It's just the way it is because liberty is not a left-wing value. And nor, as I will just bring to your attention, is truth, as I bring to you every day, the, the leftists lie because they don't value truth. It's not that they wake up in, in the morning and say, what lie can I tell today? They say, what can I do to destroy the right and that's, that's the only concern. So there's no concern with the truth. Because they don't ask themselves, am I telling the truth? Good people do, but they're not good people. Liberals are naive, but leftists are not good. They may be good in certain arenas. Very few people are evil in every arena. So here's an example, the latest and that is Michael Knowles of Daily Wire, and who does, by the way, a wonderful show on books uh, for the uh, for PragerU. So during his speech, I read to you from Breitbart, during his speech, excuse me, from The Blaze, sorry. During his speech Saturday at CPAC, Daily Wire host Michael Knowles said, quote, for the good of society, ellipsis, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, the whole preposterous ideology at every level. Because he says, and now I'm paraphrasing, but I, I read more of what he said, a man cannot become a woman. It is not a possibility, and so the, the entire ism needs to be removed. It, it is not true. Whether you treat somebody as a woman, if the person looks like a woman, has a woman's name, dresses like a woman, does not have a beard, etc., of course you do. Uh, that, that's, and, and, 
I'm sure he would say so as well. Nobody on the right asks people, uh, tell me what your genitals are like, uh, or what were you born? What was the sex when you were born? No, it's not a question that conservatives wish to ask, but if you're asking me to allow men into female prisons where they have raped uh, women there because they said they were a woman and uh, the people who run these institutions put these men in those prisons, then we want that to be stopped, obviously. So that's what he said. Transgenderism must be eradicated from public life. Knowles was underscoring how deleterious the transsexual movement has been, not just on the individuals who've been sterilized and mutilated with the help of pharmaceutical reps and surgeons, but on women and girls whose sex-specific spaces, for example, prisons, bathrooms, shelters, and events have been infiltrated by biological males masquerading as women. This is, I'm reading from The Blaze. Multiple, this is the, this to me is the issue, the reaction of multiple left-wing places who lied about Michael Knowles, because smearing and libeling is a very big part of what the left does. Without it, there is really no left left. Multiple left-leaning media outlets, the Daily Beast, the Huffington Post, and Rolling Stone in particular, ran false reports intimating that Knowles had made physical threats calling for the eradication of transsexuals and their community. Knowles immediately demanded retractions. Despite subsequent changes to their headlines, and in some cases editorial notes, a number of these liberal outfits and others continue to intimate that opposition to an agenda is tantamount to genocide. By the way, if somebody were to say, as I have, we have to get rid of leftism, does that mean that I want to see the genocide of leftists? If if a leftist believes that, it is only because they are attributing to me what they really would like, which is the physical eradication of conservatives. But nobody takes, let's get rid of conservatism, as meaning let us exterminate conservatives. So it's it's obvious we're talking about a lie from the left, basically the whole left. Knowles spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Maryland on Saturday. He noted that conservatives suffer from low expectations. We think the thing we can most hope for is that we halt the left exactly where it is. Rather than accommodate the left, making concessions about the age children must be, to undergo sex change surgeries, Knowles suggested conservatives ought to reject leftist ideology outright, especially when it comes to transsexuality. Knowles said, There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men can really become women then it is true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can become women as they they cannot, then it is false for everybody too. And if it is false, then we should not indulge it. Okay. The remarks were not well received by the left. 
John Kneffel of Media Matters. I have pointed out to you that Media Matters is a professional lying organization. Its raison d'etre is to libel uh, Republicans and conservatives. That is all it exists for. That, that a man like I never heard of him before, John Kneffel, K-N-E-F-E-L of Media Matters, that he sleeps well at night is proof of my thesis of how weak the human conscience is as a promoter of, of decency in the human species. Everybody who does bad is fine with his conscience. So much for the conscience without something much stronger than the conscience to promote good in the human species. So John Kneffel of Media Matters, the this left-wing lying organization, called the speech eliminationist genocidal rhetoric. So that's... I, I, I showed you how much a lie that is. Getting rid of transgenderism, the belief getting rid of a belief and getting rid of every human being who has the belief, uh, killing them, are not related. If they are, then obviously the left would like every conservative exterminated. By the way, that may be true. They may actually be thinking, since we on the left would like conservatives to be eliminated, maybe that's what Knowles meant about the transgendered. That's what I think is going on here. They equate the abolition of an ideology with the extermination of all those who hold it. And if they do equate it, it is because that is what they think. There is no other way to explain the leftist's lies about John uh, uh, Michael Knowles here or about uh, anybody else. Adam Vary, a senior entertainment writer at Variety, tweeted... Quote, pay attention, this is genocidal. Genocidal, wow. Genocidal. Let's get rid of the belief that men can become women, and the the guy at Variety says this is genocidal. When I think of the people who have been victims of genocide in nearly every case but the Nazis, it was genocide done by the left, my heart goes out to them. The horrors you experienced have just been cheapened at Variety magazine. 1-8 Prager 776. COVID got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly $250,000. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay-upfront companies 
that make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. And I am uh, reading to you about what they're accusing Michael Knowles of advocating, the genocide of transgender people. It's, it's quite, uh, quite remarkable. Because he said that we, have, uh, that we have to get rid of the transgender ideology. So that is the, that is the thinking here that if you advocate the end of an ideology, you're advocating genocide. So let's see. So media matters. I expected that. Uh, Variety. This is genocidal. This is not hyperbole or alarmist. This is another, another representative of the moral status of the left man named Adam Vary, V-A-R-Y, senior entertainment writer at Variety. This is not hyperbole or alarmist. This rhetoric is calling for the eradication of a group of people for who they are. The California Democrat who proposed offering Drag Queen 101 as part of the K-12 curriculum and introduced legislation softening penalties for pedophilic statutory rape suggested Knowles had called for genocide. State Senator Scott Weiner, another person who proves that the conscience is worthless, tweeted, it's a straight-up call for genocide. That's what this fight is about. They want us gone. Hmm. Well, that's what they wrote. The liberal media happened to agree. The Huffington Post ran a piece originally titled... At CPAC, a call for trans people to be eradicated gets big cheers. The Daily Beast originally ran a piece titled, Michael Knowles says transgender community must be eradicated. The Rolling Stone, which has paid out millions in the past for false reporting and defamation, ran a piece with the headline, CPAC speaker calls for transgender people to be eradicated. Oh, and the Human Rights Campaign. Jeff Wachowski, National Campaign Director, told Rolling Stone, their words rile up far-right extremists, resulting in more stigma, discrimination, and violence against LGBTQ plus people. Can I ask a question? Yeah, I can, actually. It's rhetorical. What does T, I have asked this for 20 years, what does T have to do with LGB? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do, do, does a gay person, does a gay male think he's a female? Does a gay female sh- think she's a male? What, what are they talking about? Nothing. What they're doing, they're trying to get the LGBs 
lesbians, gays, and bisexuals all angered up at, at the conservative world by associating anything said about transgender with gay. It's actually an insult to, to gays to think that what the, they really are transgender. That's what they really think they are. Every gay that I know is quite convinced that he or she is who he or she is from birth in terms of biological sex. Knowles immediately called out the liberal outfits, accusing them of libel. He tweeted to Rolling Stone, stating, This headline is libelous, and I demand a retraction. The Daily Wire host wrote both to Christopher Matthias of the Huffington Post, who also reported on Twitter that Knowles had called for trans people to be eradicated, and to the Daily Beast, noting, I never said that, and demand a retraction. The Huffington Post has since amended its article's headline to read, tell me if this is an improvement, CPAC speaker's trans comments about eradication sound downright genocidal. <laughs> that's, their, that's their amended headline. He's not calling for genocide. It sounds genocidal. Previously, it claimed in the body of the article, there are an estimated 1.6 million trans people in the United States. Knowles told the CPAC crowd that these people should not have a right to exist. Really? Is that what he said? They don't have a right to exist? Well, the Daily Beast changed the headline of its article to Michael Knowles says transgenderism must be eradicated at CPAC. I see. So that's what they're doing. Okay. That's that's another example. That's today's example. I'll have one tomorrow, surely, of the lies of the left. Do you you know there is an answer to the problem of evil? Now, you might think I'm going to say the Bible... And that's certainly one of the answers that I would give. But though there is an answer. You don't have to believe in the Bible to actually promote this solution to evil. And that is, just tell the truth. If you are committed to truth more than to your agenda, we will live in a good world. Isn't that amazing? That's all you need. And that is the reason from Vladimir Lenin to Rolling Stone and Media Matters, they lie and they only lie and they continue to lie on the left. There is no left if there is only truth. You name the issue, America is systemically racist, men can become women, you are what you think you are. White white supremacy is this massive danger in America. One eight Prager seven seven six. There you go. There's the solution. Minnesota court rules 
on whether a biological man can compete against women in, guess what, weightlifting. I'll tell you what he ruled when we return. There's a lot of talk about the Great Reset and digital currencies. The U.S. government has been floating the idea of a digital dollar for quite some time, opening up the door to the government controlling your bank account, or worse yet, freezing your money. They did that in Canada, remember? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin, and Bullion, and for my friend Nick Grovich. Now more than ever in this woke world, it's important to own tangible assets like gold and silver. Owning physical gold and silver gives you control over your wealth. They're proven, stable commodities that have held their value over time. Beyond the overarching reach of government, and it's so important you do business with a trustworthy and transparent company like AmFed Coin and Bullion, AmFed's owner Nick and his experienced team will always provide you with honest, sound advice. No pressure sales. Moving a portion of your wealth into precious metals is a prudent decision. Call AmFed Coin and Bullion. 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Well, the judge's name is Patrick C. Diamond. I've been looking him up. He's a judge in the Minnesota 2nd District Court, position 8. He assumed office in 2012, and he ran for re-election and won in 2020, November 3rd, 2020. Fascinating love to know more about previous uh, oh look at that he uh, got his BA in Hamlin University didn't we just have a, a report on Hamlin they yes isn't oh my god they they really did something terrible beyond woke I mean woke uh, to the second power and then University of Minnesota Law School okay. It wouldn't matter really where, because uh, he, uh, it doesn't matter what law school anymore, to be honest. But that was in in 1986. A Minnesota judge, he's Patrick C. Diamond, and it is fascinating how his name is not listed. It's very interesting. I, I wonder, I don't have the time to do this, but the... NBC News a report does not give the judge's name. The Washington Times report gives the judge's name. Uh, there may be nothing uh, to say about that, but a lot of these judges who are hurting society like Stalin's judges did and other totalitarian judges where they rule according to ideology of the dominant party rather than uh, by uh, truth, the Constitution, morality. I mean, it, it is an amazing thing. I'd like to read the opinion of this judge. I really think I will. So there is a male who says that he is female. And that, that's, that's his prerogative or her prerogative. And this person is saying that I should be allowed to compete, though I am a biological male, I should be allowed to compete in the most obvious arena of male advantage, simple strength, power, power lifting. And so the judge has ruled that you can indeed do so. 
Ramsey County District Court Judge Patrick C. Diamond gave USA Powerlifting two weeks to revise its policies and cease its, are you ready? These are his words, unfair discriminatory practices. It's unfair not to allow males to compete against females in powerlifting if a male says he's a female. That's all it takes. And then you narcissist, in this case, J.C. Cooper, J-A-Y, capital C-double-E, J.C. Cooper, a lifter who was barred in 2019 from women's events. I'm sure women powerlifters, I I actually hope that uh, this person wins and that J.C. Cooper uh, is... uh, uh, honors Patrick C. Diamond when given the gold medal or whatever medal will be won. And please understand, the the country has been, as it were, kidnapped by a minority, by leftists, sick people all, who believe that this is fair. This judge... I don't, is he always a moron? Is he usually a moron? I mean, please understand what this judge is saying. It is unfair not to allow a biological male to compete in, in weightlifting. Right, we're not talking badminton here. It's unfair in any sport. But in powerlifting? USA Powerlifting responded to the complaint in 2021 by adding a third category called MIX, MX, for all lifters, male and female. But Judge Diamond said forbidding athletes from competing based on their gender identity violates the Minnesota Human Rights Act. Well, now let's, let's try to be fair here. Is he... Does he believe that it is unfair to allow a male to compete against females in powerlifting, but he is constrained by the Minnesota Human Rights Law, Human Rights Act? No, because he said it's unfair. That's his language. It's unfair not to allow J.C. Cooper to compete. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show, coming to you from Florida. For those of you in the Tampa area, I'll be speaking Wednesday night for the great Salem station there, and look forward to meeting you. I don't know if there are still seats available, but I just wanted you to know about that. And I am I am here for Prager U before that, here in West Palm Beach, or in Palm Beach, actually, as I once again return to Florida. Last hour, I talked about the accusation that Michael Knowles of the Daily Wire has called for genocide of transgender people when he, all he said was, we have to end transgenderism. I guess if you want to end conservatism, you want to exterminate all conservatives. That's the only way to read how the left has reacted they equate opposition to ideology with genocide because that's what they would like. 
There is no doubt in my mind that most leftists would like to see conservatives killed. I, I, I have no proof, but I have no doubt. They don't advocate it, obviously. Uh, we want to change their minds, but they would be happy uh, to... Look, they don't want us to reproduce. Well, the truth is we don't want them to reproduce, and they don't want to reproduce either. So that's an interesting... The whole thing's fascinating. In any event, opposition to ideology and genocide uh, do not necessarily go hand in hand. I guess uh, with the most extreme cases, when you're fighting a war, you want the other side eradicated. Uh, an actual physical war. So I spoke about that, and I spoke about the Minnesota judge who ruled that a man who says he is a woman can compete against women in weightlifting in the state of Minnesota. Two spectacular suggestions from people. One is that the the weightlifting foundation or group, whatever their name is, not compete in Minnesota. That, that that would end the problem. There's going to be no competition in Minnesota. And the other is for women not to compete with men in women's sports. That that should end it pretty rapidly. It would if once they have the choice, although the left would say good, if the women won't compete, then we'll end women's sports in that particular sport. There's no doubt, again, in my mind, that that's what they would opt for. They would not allow a victory for women. That feminist groups are not united against this transgender destruction of women's sports proves something I have said all of my life. The feminist movement doesn't give a damn about women, just as the civil rights movement doesn't give a damn about blacks. They, they're leftists who use women and who use blacks. That's what they are. I knew that a long time ago, just as they're leftists using the earth and the environmentalist left. So I have said to you on a number of occasions that women are disproportionately hurting the society. The great, and I I use that uh, term rarely, the great... Heather MacDonald writes a piece for the Great City Journal on exactly that subject. The the feminization of the American University is all but complete. That's the subtitle. Well, the title is The Great Feminization of the American University. Uh, All of this, this is just a parenthetical. I wrote maybe 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. It's on the internet. The left keeps me religious. It is, I, I, it is impossible for me to overstate how true that is in my life. The people who are most alienated from Judeo-Christian values have produced the greatest amount of sick ideas and hurt more people. And that proves to me that... Uh, the, the the biblical world, the Judeo-Christian world, is the far better morally and rationally. The notion that 
I heard this all my life, the notion that, oh, men have screwed up the world. If women ran the world, it would be so much better. Okay. So women are now running the universities. Are they better? I'm reading from Heather McDonald. Sometimes a single incident efficiently summarizes a larger trend. So it is with New York University's selection of its new president, Linda Mills, a licensed clinical social worker and an NYU social work professor. Do you understand what a combination that is? Academic and social work professional? And then add to it female? Though if it was a male in this case, it would probably make little difference. Wow, that's the new president of NYU, which is already one of the most left-wing, most woke universities in the country. She researches trauma and bias, as well as race and gender, in the legal academy. She is a documentary filmmaker and teaches advocacy filmmaking. She serves as an NYU vice chancellor and as a senior vice provost for global programs and university life. Wow. A lot of roles. In all these roles, Mills is the very embodiment of the contemporary academy. The most significant part of her identity, however, and the one tie that ties the rest of her curriculum vitae together, is that she is female. Wow. And thus overdetermined as NYU's next president. In other words, has so many qualifications going for her. Mills is part of the great feminization of the American university, uh, an epochal, epochal change whose consequences have yet to be recognized. Well, we recognize them, and so does Heather McDonald. Now, this is a piece of data that you might want to consider. 75% of Ivy League presidents are now female. Wow. I'm rooting for 100 because I love clarity. 75% of the presidents of Ivy League colleges are female. Wow. And now, you, now you can't deny that that matters because even the left, I mean, it's a big part of the left's thing. We need more women, need more women, need more women, need more women, need more women. You can't say that many times, can you? Need more women because women bring something unique to whatever it is, which is true. Not always better, however. Nearly half of the 20 universities ranked highest by Forbes will have a female president this fall, including MIT, Harvard, and Columbia. Wow, it gets worse because there are data on how much women versus men in academia value truth. It's a fascinating poll. It's fascinating, but not shocking. Females made up 66% of college administrators in 2021. 
That's two-thirds. Wow. For every one male, there are two female administrators in colleges. Those administrators constitute an essential force in campus diversity ideology, whether they have diversity in their job titles or not. Among the official diversity bureaucrats installed in their posts since July 2022, females predominate. So listen to, these are just a few of the examples. I'm not going to give you all, all of the examples. These are just a few of them. The Vice Chancellor for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at the University of California, San Diego. The Vice Chancellor for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at UCLA. The Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Maryville University of Missouri. The Chief Diversity Officer and Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the School of Education at the College of Charleston in South Carolina. The Vice President for Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging at Kansas State University. The Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging at the University of Kansas Law School. The Vice Chancellor for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the University of California, Santa Cruz. I've only read a few of them. By the way, what the hell does that and belonging mean? This was a new one. I mean, I can get a PhD in wokeism, and I never had one. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. (laughs) All right, Dennis Prager here reminding you about Relief Factor, that amazing packet in a pill. Amazing because it works for everyone I know. It does not work for everyone. It works for most people in relieving their pain, muscle or joint pain. And in fact, you'll know in three weeks whether it works for you or not. That's what the makers of Relief Factor say, so they have a three-week quick start price of just $19.95. So you spend $19.95, take as directed for three weeks. Doesn't work? They say cancel your order. They say that. That's how fast it works when it works. Go to relieffactor.com, 800-500-7374. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Found you. So I... Reading to you from Heather McDonald's piece about the feminization of the U.S. universities, the statistics are quite uh, quite staggering. Three-quarters of the Ivy League presidents are female, and 
nearly half the 20 universities ranked highest by Forbes, female president, MIT, Harvard, Columbia. Females make up two-thirds of college administrators, especially for everything to do with the suppression of liberty, known as diversity, equity, and inclusion. They've now added, and belonging. Mirroring the feminization of the bureaucracy is the feminization of the student body. Females earn 58% of all BAs. They did earn it in 2019 to 2020. It's only increasing. If present trends continue, they will soon constitute two-thirds of all bachelor's degrees. Women are taking over the university, and the university is deteriorating into a wasteland doesn't speak well for what women do when they rule, does it? I might add that it's not true for all women. One of the greatest leaders of the 20th century was a woman, Margaret Thatcher. That is a given that I'm not referring to all women. But remember, they are different, the sexes, and different principles are important for the male brain and the female brain. I'll get to that. It's pretty dramatic. At least 60% of all master's degrees and 54% of all PhDs now go to females. Female students and administrators often exist in a codependent relationship, united by the concepts of victim identity and of trauma. For example, for university females... There is not apparently strength in numbers. The more female ranks increase, the more we hear about mass nervous breakdown on campus. Now, isn't that interesting? Now, it may be coincidence that the more females dominate in universities, more teachers, more students, more administrators, more presidents, increasingly the females are psychologically disturbed. This is not my thesis. This is actually from the colleges themselves. Now, naturally, they don't ever tie the two together, and they may not be tied together. But at the very least, you could say the more women running campuses, you can't say it's been good for the women on campuses psychologically. Fascinating. The more females' ranks increase... The more we hear about a mass nervous breakdown on campus, female students disproportionately patronize the burgeoning university wellness centers, massage therapies, relaxation oases, calming corners, and healing circles. The most pampered generation in human history now needs wellness centers, massage therapies, relaxation oases, calming corners, and healing circles on campus. Wow. Mostly patronized by females. Another newly installed female college president, Dartmouth's Sheehan, I don't know how, or Shine, I don't know how to pronounce S-I-A-N, Leah Belloc claims that the two, quote, most pressing challenges of our time are the mental crisis among young people and climate change. 
maybe it's related. Maybe scaring the living daylights out of young people that they are going to burn alive when they become adults or drown in rising oceans. (laughs) Maybe that's part of why they have the mental crisis. Dear young people, never, ever, ever believe the left. And you will be happier, finer, kinder, and clearer about life. If I can give you one piece of advice, and I give you many, but if I had to give you one, that might be it. Female dominance of the campus population is intimately tied to the rhetoric of unsafety and victimhood. Females, on average, score higher than males on the personality trait of neuroticism, being neurotic, defined as anxiety, emotional volatility, and susceptibility to to depression. Now, that's interesting. That is very interesting, no? Why would that be? Because when women don't learn how to control their natures, they, they go wild and become profoundly depressed and depressing. Women have to, men have to control their natures, their, their violence, their propensity to physical violence, and their propensity to sexual predatory behavior. The problem is that men are taught to control their natures, and women have not been. Because in our secular society, there is no wisdom. That is the reason. Religious people know you have to have have girls control themselves because they know, religious people, Christians and Jews, know that human nature is so volatile and that male and female nature are different. So you control each in a different way. When students claim to be felled by ideas that they disagree with, the feminized bureaucracy does not tell them to grow up and get a grip. Boy, that's that's a sentence worth highlighting. I'll read it to you again. When students claim to be felled by ideas that they disagree with, the feminized bureaucracy does not tell them to grow up and get a grip. It validates their self-pity. Yeah, that's, that's a great line. We're here to validate your self-pity. March is fundraising month for PragerU. Anything you give, by the way, now will be doubled. Please, call, please go to PragerU.com during the break. We need your help. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dennis Prager, and let's see here. Are we getting through there, Sean? Are you hearing me well? Because I, oddly enough, I'm not hearing me. Isn't that interesting? All right. So as long as you hear me, all is good. I'm in Florida. Hi, everybody. And I'm even on video. Good to see you, or good to be seen. The feminization of the American university is the subject of Heather McDonald's, as usual, brilliant piece. The dominance of women on campuses coincides with 
the current moral, intellectual, and intellectual state of our campuses. Not because women are inferior, but because the feminization of the macro is not pro-intellectual, is not pro-reason. It is feelings-based. That's it. And the polls that she cites on commitment to free speech between men and women are, will be an example. So I continue with the, beginning with a great sentence here. When students claim to be felled, F-E-L-L-D, in other words, knocked over by ideas that they disagree with, the feminized bureaucracy does not tell them to grow up and get a grip. It validates their self-pity. On taking the helm of Barnard College in 2018, before ascending four years later to Dartmouth, Belloc pledged to ensure that the college was, quote, an inclusive environment free from fear and hate. Now, I went to Columbia before the uh, DEI preoccupation. It was leftist then, but not as horrible as today, Columbia. It's a true wasteland competing with Yale for sickest uh, in the Ivy League, but that's a very tough race because Penn is in the running and Yale may actually be ahead. It's, it's a horse race on which of the Ivy League universities is the worst. Harvard is still a bit behind the others, but catching up. When I was there, it's interesting... I was there in a terrible time, presumably, the 1970s, and the environment was free from fear and hate. <laughs> when did the fear and hate all of a sudden develop on, on American universities? She writes, Heather McDonald, both terms are overwrought. There is nothing at Barnard or any other American campus that could rationally be cause for fear. That's right. Apart from the possible incursion of violent street crime from surrounding areas, that's correct. There has never been a more welcoming, supportive, and tolerant institution in human history than a college campus. Well, she's wrong on the tolerance, and she would acknowledge that. But I know what she means. Oh, okay, she actually adds, at least toward humanity's traditionally marginalized groups. Yes. Given the ubiquity on campuses of the language of vulnerability, it is fitting that Linda Mills' social work specialty is trauma. Her trauma research has centered on domestic violence, where the concept has legitimate applications. But the claim that NYU, New York University, is a place of pervasive unsafety will likely get an additional boost from Mills' ascendancy. In her letter of introduction as NYU's president-designate, Mills adopted the fateful vocabulary of hurt and trauma. This is what she wrote when she was named president of NYU. We are a community that is hurting, especially after the traumatic effects of the pandemic. Heather McDonald adds in parentheses, the real hurt was inflicted by the unnecessary lockdowns. Ah, yes, 
whose victims were not NYU's bureaucrats, professors, or even most of its students, but rather small business owners deprived of livelihoods and children whose parents did not have the capacity to homeschool them. The record does not reflect an effort by NYU's leaders to combat those lockdowns. On the contrary, you, you, you have to be locked down and you can't attend campus if you're not vaccinated. And Harvard did the same thing. They all did it. They harmed young people by forcing them to take vaccines that aren't vaccines. So, history will record unless the left takes over and writes all the history. 1-8 Prager 776. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. So, did you hear what Hershey's chocolates has done? (laughs) It's... It's amazing the capture of universities, media corporations by the left, by very, very sick people. So Hershey's it has honored women, this is the amazing thing, has honored women on International Women's Day with a trans woman, with a biological man who says that he, she is a woman. That's how they honored women at Hershey's. And, of course, they did their bar with her, she, Get the she. So there's been a lot of backlash against using a biological male to honor women at Hershey's, including the very, very bright folks at Daily Wire. They started Jeremy's Chocolates. The new business line, this is from the Daily Wire, founded by Daily Wire co-CEO Jeremy Boring. In response to a woke stunt by Hershey's, it has so, it sold 300,000 non-woke candy bars less than two days after it was launched. The chocolate bars come in two varieties, created after Hershey's rolled out an International Women's Day marketing campaign that featured a man who identifies as a woman as one of its spokespersons. Boring promptly entered the chocolate business and, in a rebuke to Hershey's, made clear the Daily Wire would not compromise on the definition of woman. 
Fine, I'll do it, Boring tweeted, introducing Jeremy's Chocolates. Yes, it's real, and we have two kinds, he, him, and she, her. One of them has nuts. If you need me to tell you which one, keep buying Hershey's. But, if you know what a woman is and love chocolate, go to IHateHershey's.com. And I'll bet a lot of you will as well. And I think that that is, that's great. All right, I I have some calls here. I I devoted the last hour to the feminization of the American University and how the staggeringly larger number of women presidents, university administrators, DEI administrators, and students is a, a, a big factor in the deterioration of the universities. Of course, there are vast numbers of wimpy men who go along with them. Uh, of course, that's true. Uh, but the disproportionate number of women is the feminization of the society. Some of you have questions or disagreement. That is great. So, let's see here. Uh, Good, this is a good one. Hudson, Wisconsin, and Maria. Okay, Sean, do I have control of the board, Sean? I don't. Hi, Dennis. Hello. Okay, hi. Hi there. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. So, do you think most of those women that are taking over the colleges are conservative or left? Because it wasn't we all know the answer. They're all left. I do. <laughs> well, right. they, she should say that because you you kind of said uh, women who are right, taking I'll over you, things. <coughs> You're all right. So he, here's the here's the issue. You're entirely right that it's technically accurate to say left leaning women, but the reason that it is also correct just to say women is that women are far more likely to be left-wing than men. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. And it's interesting that it's true. Well, wait, wait, wait. Do you you acknowledge that it's true? Let us say women did not vote. Which party would win every election? Well, I would assume uh, Republicans. Okay. There there you go, my dear. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And, yep, I'm going to let you go because I want to take as many calls as possible. That's the reason that Heather McDonald doesn't say left-wing women. Of course that's true. It's left-wing women that are ruining campuses just as left-wing men are. But women are much more likely to be left-wing than men. It's uh, because leftism is the feminine in the feminine-masculine division of ideas. Because it appeals to the emotion much more than to reason. There are many rational women and many irrational men, but women, women's feelings are so powerful that they have to work harder to allow reason to dominate than men do. Men also have to. Men have to work harder. Women, women don't rape. Overwhelmingly, women don't murder. Overwhelmingly, men do. So they have to work on that. 
Okay, so that was uh, an explanation there, and I thank you in Hudson, Wisconsin. Uh, Minneapolis and Janet. Hello, Janet. Dennis Prager. Thank you for taking my call. I have a couple quick questions. Um, I've watched this for my life, and how many of those women at the top actually married biological males? Two, how many of them have uh, have children? And number three, one of the things I observed over my career, and I am a retired adjunct professor of of management information systems in a college of business, but um, how many of them decided, ended up in education or government jobs when they can't be fired? And can't be fired? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's pretty hard to get fired as a teacher, and we now know what's happened to those. So, all right, so so you asked... You asked how many of them are married to a man, how many of them are married to men and have children, and how many of them have taken jobs that uh, with 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 the government. Is that correct? That's correct in education because there it's hard to get fired, so they traded a husband for a job that was secure. Uh huh. Fascinating. Well, we we know this. One of the most reliable groups to vote Republican are married women with children. So there, there you go. That, that answers uh, your, your first question, certainly. And as uh, uh, your first two questions, it's a perfect example of how important it is for men and women to get married. It, uh, it keeps men out of trouble much more. Men are much more likely to be addicted, much more likely to commit crimes if they're single. Women are much more likely to go off the deep end psychologically and intellectually without a man in their life. It's amazing how everybody can agree to number one and number two drives the left crazy. And I'll tell you why it drives the left crazy. A, because they believe women are superior. They don't have to battle their nature, only men do. But B, because they never, and I mean never ask, is their position true? They don't ask is what they hear true. They ask is what they hear bothersome. That is what the left asks. Truth is not a left-wing value. I proved that in the first hour. Michael Knowles was accused of advocating genocide against transgendered people. Genocide. Because he wishes to end transgenderism, the belief that a man can become a woman or a woman could become a man. When you end a belief, you are not committing genocide. Just for the record, I would like to end woke beliefs. I am not for committing genocide against the woke. The woke are committed to ending right-wing beliefs. I don't believe that they are for the genocide of right-wingers. But I may be wrong, because the very fact that every leftist source that I checked said that Michael Knowles advocated genocide might mean that that's what they think. When you want to get rid of an idea, you really do want to commit genocide. It's, uh, otherwise, how could they come up with that idea? Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, one more on this subject. David in Santa Monica, California. Hello. 
Oh, Dennis. Thanks for taking my call, you beautiful, consistent-thinking, fair-minded, national treasure of a man. I wish you had 11 twin brothers in broadcasting. Yeah, but how do you know they'd agree with me? <laughs> I have Gene, a feeling. Jeans, jeans doesn't determine ideology. <laughs> Tends to run pretty close. What you really no. mean is clones, not 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 twins. <laughs> Anyway, you know, about this subject, it seems like uh, a lot more uh, men are actually going to these uh, technical colleges and just seeking out other other forms of STEM uh, learning. So maybe that's, that's right. the trend for the future. That is, that is. And let me tell you something interesting. With artificial intelligence, a lot of white-collar jobs will disappear. And we will value more and more people in what is called blue-collar work, which became evident during the lockdowns. Somehow or other, diversity, equity, and inclusion administrators were less important than truck drivers. Well, the, the number of uh, issues that I have raised today on the decline of what uh, of our beloved society and the transgender issue is truly the tip it's the tip of the iceberg and it is the given i told you last hour and i don't want you to forget this if you can ask one question to determine the rational thinking of the person you're asking the question to, like your son or daughter at college, what you should ask is, do you believe that a biological man should be allowed to compete in women's sports in powerlifting? In other words, weightlifting. That, that's what you should ask. That that was if you could ask only one question, not not even do you think America is systemically racist, or and any of the other giveaways. That's the that's the one, and I have I I have bad news for you because if in fact <laughs> they answer yes, biological males should be allowed to compete in female weightlifting. Uh, you have a uh, you have a difficult time. This is a person uh, that is a problem, a problem factor in your life, and I I, I feel for you. So ha- you know, I have not commented much on Prince Harry, uh, but I I. I have to say, my heart goes out to his father. I've never been a big fan of his father, now King Charles. But do you realize what Harry has done? And this is the reason that I'm commenting on it. He writes a a book just filled with complaints about his father, and stepmother and his family in general. Do you realize what a narcissist that has to be? 
I mean, was he abused? Was he beaten? Was he sexually molested? No. His father had to deal with the death of, of the divorce and then death of the most popular woman on earth, perhaps, Princess Diana. This is the age in which we live. This is why I get so angry about the children who won't speak to their parents because their parents voted for Trump. What scummy kids these are. Truly scummy narcissists. I will horribly hurt my parent because I differ with them on politics. So again, I'd like to remind people, many of us who have thought this through have at least as much contempt for Joe Biden as you do who have contempt for Donald Trump. Yet none of us would ever, ever support a child, an adult child who didn't speak to a parent because the parent voted for Biden. This is a one-way street, this narcissism. But uh, this uh, this Prince Harry stuff, woe unto me. The man has accomplished nothing in his life. He he's he he strikes me as how shall I put it? As profoundly superficial. <laughs> if you could be profoundly superficial. Not superficially profound, although that too. Writing a book, uh, uh, complaining about your family, and you know that they really can't respond in any event. You wonder what produced such a narcissist. And is there any role that his wife who strikes me as equally profound, has had on his life. I don't know. I just needed to say this, though, that my sympathy goes to his brother, sister-in-law, his father, stepmother. When you tell the world what you should confine to your therapist or your spouse, in maligning others... It's all one needs to know about how bad a person you are. Wow. I made millions of dollars speaking poorly of my family. Is there any person living who has nothing difficult or bad to say about a parent or an upbringing? Does such a person exist? Yes, there might be but they're in a tiny minority. For the vast majority of human beings, they grew up raised by, are you ready? Human beings, flawed human beings, who often did their best, but that was not enough. Did not even know when they were doing anything that the child perceived as harmful. When I became a parent, which is one of the reasons I'm convinced parents want their children to become parents, when I became a parent, I became so much more 
loose in my assessment, more charitable than my assessment of my parents when I realized the complexities of raising a child. When I realized that if nothing else, I should be grateful for my parent to my parents for not contracting some horrible illness or for, for not falling out of a window. The amount of protection needed just to catch your child physically into adulthood. Who doesn't have some reason for some degree of resentment? And then to publish it, you're unimpressive. Well, talking about PragerU, March is fundraising month. Everything we do is free. So without contributions, there's no PragerU. Thank God we get a lot of them. Remember, those who help the fighters are as important as the fighters. And we're fighters. It's a very big fight especially for the minds of young people. We get a billion views a year at PragerU. 65% of the viewers or of the views are under 35 years of age. So help us out, PragerU.com. I now have Jenny Nohelty. She is the Director of Legacy and Special Gifts for PragerU. Jenny, thank you for coming on. So thanks for having me. You bet. By the way, where are you located? I live in Iowa, but I'm actually in Florida today, um, getting ready to go to our gala tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'll see you in person. Yes. That's wonderful. All right. So tell us what your work for PragerU is about. I'm basically an educational resource for our donors. Um, I help explain how to transfer your assets to your heirs in ways that'll help and not harm them. Because if you leave it all to your children, for example, and as a lump sum, that's not always a good thing. Um, the average inheritance is gone in less than 18 months, no matter how old the recipient or how large the inheritance. So sometimes we need to protect our heirs from themselves. Um, and then when we do that, we show people how to remember charity and how to avoid paying unnecessary taxes. When you do that, your heirs actually get more, charity receives more, and Uncle Sam just doesn't get a big chunk right away. Um, to help some of our folks out, most Americans don't have uh, a will of any kind, um, and they won't go to their attorney to get it done just because... They don't know where to start. We have a free resource on our website at PragerU.com slash legacy, and it allows somebody to write a will in their own state. They also have the ability to set up their powers of attorney and any other documents. Um, they can download, they go get them notarized, and they're good. Now, I always suggest that uh, somebody go to their attorney, but most many people just won't do it. They won't spend the money. They won't go get it done. And besides that, they're not going to die for a long, long time. Uh, so we provide this resource. It's a great starting point, and it allows people to remember uh, PragerU as well as their family 
in their plans too. You know, I, I last spoke to you, I guess a year ago. It was. Every time we speak, I'm so impressed with the clarity of your explanation. I, I'm, as you may know, I'm a big fan of clarity. Yes. So that's PragerU.com slash legacy. Correct. So you're right. It, by the way, that piece of statistic you gave is mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Within 18 months, most 18 months. inherit. Yeah, 18 months. It's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, gone. That, that's, I mean, so the a 40-year-old is left 5 million you're telling me in 18 months it'll be gone? About 85% chance it will be. That's Just because, because um, why? They never earned it. They never earned it. Um, huh. We should honor mom and dad with a brand new car or a beach house or an, an incredible vacation. Um, it, it's just uh, human nature. Because they didn't have to earn it, and um, it's a gift. So they're going to do something to really remember. All right. Help your kids, help yourself, help on taxes, and help PragerU. Correct. Did I get to speak to you, Jenny, or, or what's the story? Yes. They can go on. They can do a bunch of research online. Um, my contact information is on there as well. Wow. Or feel free to reach email I'm just legacy at PragerU.com. They can reach out directly to me as well. PragerU.com forward slash legacy or just go to... Email address. My email is... is, Legacy at PragerU.com. You're terrific. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you for everything as well, God bless you. I, I thank you. You're welcome. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. <clears throat> so, as many of you know, the most distinguished assessor of in, in science of metadata, in other words, the assessing of a whole bunch of scientific tests, is the Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews. It is by, it is world-renowned for its integrity and honesty, and they concluded, as the author of the study, Tom Jefferson, at Oxford University, declared about face masks in an interview, there is just no evidence that they make any difference full stop. This is the Oxford University professor who is the head of the study for Cochrane. The left doesn't give a damn what science says. All the scientists who spoke against lockdowns, the scientists who spoke about opening up schools, the scientists who spoke about the worthlessness of the uh, of the masks, the scientists who spoke about the harm that the vaccine could do to young children they were all dismissed as quacks i i lived through this because i the whole time believed and said and broadcast and tweeted and wrote that we are being 
lied to. All this is is hysteria and an attempt to control society. So why do you think the reaction of the left to the Cochrane study on masks is rejected? The folks who say follow science, I've known this the whole time, never believed in following science. They follow the scientists they believe in. There's a very big difference. And that is, uh, that is exactly how they are regarded. So, hold on one second. I can't believe it, but I have to re-plug my computer in, my friends, which should not interest any of you, but I need to read this to you, so it should interest you somewhat. <laughs> so, the Washington Post has an editorial, Not So Fast! Don't you believe the Cochrane study? So it, it is an astonishing thing. It doesn't matter to them. They, the, the headline is still, in a crowded place, a face mask or respirator keeps the virus away. What are they talking about? What are, what are they talking about? It's like it's like the transgender who says he's a woman and can now, according to Minnesota judge, can now compete in women's weightlifting, weightlifting, where strength is everything. So too the the issue on masks. The left. I I don't I I the only. There is no full explanation for why leftists believe a man can compete with women in in uh, weightlifting. There is no full explanation for why the Washington Post, which is now leftist, not liberal, why the Washington Post would editorialize that you should wear masks in crowded places in the year 2023 when it made no difference in the year 2021. It is very hard to understand the motives. Chaos is one of the motives. Compassion is another, but it's not compassion for the women. So compassion, they don't, if you have compassion for the trans woman, then you don't have compassion for the women. You, I'm sorry, my friends. It's one or the other in this case. And so what? what is the reasoning here? And I can only say that any loss of control over your life disturbs the Washington Post editorial board. We want to control you, and, and there's another thing. This is really, really important. We want to frighten you. The only way you can control people, really control people, is through fear. And masks announce there is something to be afraid of. That's all they announce. They're useless, and they're they're worse than useless. They harm society. Why have I spoken against the Islamic veil all these years? They harm society. Walking around not seeing half of the human race's face is extremely detrimental to human empathy. You can't empathize or sympathize with a face you do not see. They are not real. People are not real when they wear masks. 
All of you who wear are wearing masks now at this time, you are not real to those of us who look at you. We see eyeballs at best. Do you understand that? You are scary to the rest of us. Because you're so damn scared, you're scary. That you don't have the, the, uh, the uh, rationality to walk around without a mask. And to show your face. Because we want to see your face. We wish to walk around, around humans. There is a moral price paid for mask wearing. Children not seeing faces, is that good for them? How do you read human expression if you see no human expression? They're much worse than useless. They're harmful. They're degrading. God, I, you may be a sweet person otherwise, but I have to tell you, when any of us see a person driving in a car alone and wearing a mask, every single one of us who is not wearing a masks, mask thinks you're a fool. may not bother you, but it's worth knowing. Because we're right. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. The mask is a despicable thing. It's not just useless. Useless doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, it's useless. It's like uh, a rabbit's foot is useless, but it doesn't hurt anybody. I'm thinking of the harm done, for example. I know people in, in uh, various care centers, uh, people who are too old to take care of themselves or have uh, too much injury to the body to take care of themselves or have some form of dementia. I'm thinking of the young woman, I do my great broadcast, Dennis and Julie. She has spoken to her credit about her sister who has a rather severe case of, um, uh, what, what is it again? Oh my God, I, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you in a moment, but uh, who, who is uh, uh, not, not with us uh, entirely mentally, and, and, but it so hurts her not to see the caregivers' uh, faces. And I, I tell you, it, it's there's a cruelty uh, to the controllers like at the Washington Post and the CDC. There is a cruelty. It's, it's like the cruelty of not allowing people to visit dying relatives during COVID. I, 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 I don't know why it's not obvious, but it's not obvious. They actually think the CDC, wherever you're in an indoor public place, you should wear a mask. Anytime. Anytime. And the same with the Washington Post. That you should take control of your life. It it bothers them. Drive the car you want. Live in the type of apartment you want. 
use gas heat for your range or else if they can't control as much of your life as possible they're not happy and finally remember this a central part of all left-wing thought is never asking is there a price paid not one editorial not one comment of the thousands on the New York Times page on the on this subject ever ever said hey you know there's a price paid when you can't see people's faces not one Dennis Prager here thanks for listening to the daily Dennis Prager podcast to hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.